I'm Glenn Crooks, and this is On Frame. A group of Rutgers theater students will reenact the first ever college football game between Rutgers and Princeton across the street from the stadium at Rutgers in Piscataway, New Jersey. This is going to happen on Friday, August the 30th, an hour before the Scarlet Knights host UMass in the season opener. The reenactment is scheduled to begin at 6.15 p.m. at the Marco Battaglia Practice Complex. It is free and open to the public. And with that, I want to welcome in Tom McCabe. He's a soccer historian. He teaches the global history of soccer at Rutgers Newark. And he's one of the producers of a, a recent flick that we saw in New York City focusing on soccer in Kearney called Soccer Town USA. Tom Welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much for having me back. You're quite welcome. So, Tom, I, I want to read you something that I uh, saw at the National Soccer Hall of Fame. It's at the home of FC Dallas in Frisco, Texas, Toyota Stadium. Uh, beautiful facility. And uh, I had heard this before but kind of had forgotten, so here it goes. This is in the National Soccer Hall of Fame. It's a plaque. It says, first match. On November the 6th, 1869, Princeton and Rutgers universities met in the nation's first formal soccer match. And then it goes on to say, four years later, Yale University and England's Eton College played in the first U.S. game to feature two 11-player teams. So on the same date, at the same facility, obviously what we have here is a contrasted opinions. There are some who feel it was an American college football game and some who apparently feel it was an American college soccer game. What say you, soccer historian? Well, there weren't two games on that day. It's the same game. And uh, there is quite a bit of debate about what type of game it was. Uh, so as a soccer guy, I'm going to lean towards it's a soccer style type of game. But you're right. Um, college or American college football uh, historians accept this game as the first ever college football game. Um, but soccer historians are also accepting it uh, as the first of uh, college association football game. So that's, you know, where this thing starts. Right? Well, what's, like, what's interesting to me, Tom, I, you know, I travel uh, doing these MLS games and, I, you know, you go into towns that, uh, you know, have colleges there or, or college football teams or, or anywhere you go, you see these big, you know, the banners, 150th anniversary of college football. And it all takes us back to this date in 1869 at Rutgers University against Princeton. So I, I just I find it somewhat intriguing that it's this massive celebration of college you know, American football when we think uh, in many ways it was actually soccer. So why, why do we think it was soccer? What, what are okay. some of the things that uh, pointed towards a soccer match? So let, let me take you back. Um, we talked a couple days ago about this, so I went back into my archives. I have a seminar paper from when I was a PhD student at Rutgers, right? So I have skin in the game here, <laughs> okay. both as a Princeton alum and a Rutgers alum. So I'm looking at this uh, again, and it says, on November 6, 1869, a group of Princeton students traveled 15 miles north to New Brunswick to play against Rutgers in a match game of football. So they come into town on the train, they have a communal meal, they're strolling around New Brunswick, they even play some billiards, but eventually they 
both make it to the College Avenue grounds behind the old gymnasium. That's where this game was played. They decide on the rules, the Princeton captain, the Rutgers captain, because they both played slightly different codes of football. So here we are at some of the game rules. Quote, no throwing or running with the round inflated ball would be allowed. Either would constitute a foul. The players move this ball forward with all parts of their body, but they mostly used their feet to maneuver towards the opponent's goal. One person who was there described it as headlong running, wild shouting, and frantic kicking. Rutgers beat Princeton that day on that cold, windy day, 6-4, to four, in what I call in this paper the first intercollegiate soccer-rugby match in the history of the United States. All right, so this description, what does it sound like to you? That a boy, Tom, but it does sound soccer and rugby-ish, obviously, because you can use your hands. And when you say goal, you said, you know, six to four. What kind of goal was it? Is it more, is it similar to what we use in soccer today? Well, th there are no photographs from uh, 1869, even All though right. photography was uh, in play. Uh, but there are two representations, uh, paintings of this game. The first one, looks an awful lot like soccer, right? Because there's somebody kicking in the ball. And then you look in the background, there are two posts and a crossbar tied across the top. And it looks like a goaltender in front. All right. But then when you look at the second painting, it looks more like a scrum or a scrimmage, you know, these guys tackling and mauling one another. Um, but it's 25 players uh, on an, each team. Uh, you can't, you can handle the ball, you know, catch it, but you or bat it forward, but you can't carry it um, and run. So this is really where the debate starts, right? There are three types of games being played at this time, right? There's a kicking game, association football, soccer. There's a carrying game, rugby. And then there evolves this kind of ball possession or the American football college game. Um, and there's, you know, 500 plus page uh, book dedicated this called the evolvements of early American football up through 1891. So this former meteorologist, Mel Smith in North Carolina does all this research, right? And when I turn to page 53 here on the 1869 season, the college of New Jersey, Princeton and Rutgers split two games of association football in November, 1869. These games have been written up in great fashion by many others. The first game played on November 6th is called the first intercollegiate football game in America. It is also called the first soccer game in America. But by his classification system, Melvin Smith calls this a soccer game, well, association I, football. He, he, he calls it a soccer game. Or, yes. Well, he calls it both, really. And, uh, well, no, he's, he's saying in that write-up that it's been called both, but when he classifies it, he puts it under the category association football, soccer. Wow. So, uh, hail to all meteorologists, yes. <laughs> including Melvin, who has uh, declared November 6th, 1869, on the campus of Rutgers University as the uh, first... American collegiate soccer match. 
I, I find this uh, really fascinating that it can go both ways and that you see it written up. The same game at the same site, played at the same time, is looked at in a, a couple of different ways. Uh, Tom McCabe, a soccer historian, our guest here on Frame. Tom, how does this relate to the actual beginnings of, of soccer uh, in the States or in our area in particular? So how could someone see this as a soccer match? Soccer actually existed then in the States? Yeah, the, the first recorded game um, in the United States, soccer game, is 1866, so it predates this. And it involves a college team, uh, Carroll College from Waukesha, Wisconsin, and they play a bunch of townies. And it's a one-off game. And that's the first, you know, newspaper account. Here's the game. Here's a, you know, early match report. And this is what happened. So 1866, Rutgers... Uh, and Princeton were playing, you know, this soccer-like game in the year or two before that. Um, Princeton played against the Theological Seminary, right, you know, across uh, the way. And Rutgers was playing. It's usually interclass games, the freshman versus the sophomore. So these type of kicking games, soccer games are being played. And all this is based off of or much of this is based off the 1863 London rules, right? So in England, they're trying to sort out what type of game do we want to agree upon? Is it kicking? Is it carrying? What's allowed? What's not allowed? So these uh, old college players get together in this London tavern. It's basically right across the street from um, Stamford Bridge, Chelsea Football Club's ground. And uh, they decide on the rules. And these rules make their journey across the Atlantic. And then these college uh, kids are trying to figure out which game to play. And this is where it all kind of stems from. So, you know, it's 1860s, 1870s. So by the early 1880s, you have these three games kind of defined, right? You have soccer, 11 v 11, you have rugby, and then you have American college football, right? Because in 1882, Walter Camp, the father of American college football, sets up the down system, and it's definitively a carrying game. But up until then, there's elements of all these different games in this kind of stew of, of football. Now, if we go back to your thesis, which you, you read to us in the early portion of this, you, you, use, you said circular ball. So yes. it's not uh, you know, the football, the odd-shaped football. Uh, and uh, is there any indication how many numbers of players were on either side playing for these teams? And like, were there reserves? Were there quarters, halves? Uh, do we have anything yeah. uh, to, in, to note there? In 1869, there were 25 aside, right? It's an agreed upon number. Sometimes it's up to 25. Others are, oh, we only have 20. Um, and then that's, you read earlier uh, in this, you know, that 11 aside, Yale versus Eaton, right? So that you know, came over, maybe they only had 11 people in their traveling party, or that's the, you know, the, the code that they used, you know, back in England. All right, so, uh, so, wait, it, so is 25 versus 25 this in Rutgers this game, Princeton in game? In 25 versus 25, <laughs> yes. No wonder there were some scrums. Right, right. A lot of people getting in each other's way. Wow. And how about the size of the pitch? Were there boundaries? Yes, um, there were were boundaries, you know, usually set up by flags. And that's, again, you know, varying degrees of, you know, yardage uh, or feet. You know, the, sometimes the goal was 25 and then 24, you know. So yeah, it, it's not 
uniform at this point, right? There's always a discussion, you know, whose rules. It's almost like um, when you're a kid going to another neighborhood and like, okay, these are the rules you play under. Okay, we'll play those rules here. But when you come over to our neighborhood, you play by our rules, right? There's a lot of this going on between the different colleges. And what happens in the 1870s is Harvard doesn't want to play the kicking game. They are more interested in a carrying game. And at this point, they kind of break away. So in 1873, up until 1876, these colleges are trying to figure out how to play. And Harvard being, you know, the preeminent institution kind of has that gravitas, that, you know, weight. And they all now migrate towards the carrying game. So soccer folks would call it the great Harvard snub, right? It was kind of pushing towards a kicking game in the colleges and then, you know, definitely made a turn uh, in 1876 with the formation of the Intercollegiate Football Association. So you got Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Rutgers and others saying we are going to play a uniform game and it's a carrying game. And then you have those innovations in the early 1800s where it's down system and, you know, ball possession game. And it's much different from rugby and, of course, soccer. All right, Top. So in your opinion, if uh, college programs around the country, much like they are doing with collegiate football, they have a football program. We're seeing these big banners and all these promotions for the 150th anniversary of college football. You wouldn't object if there were a similar celebration for college soccer. You think that would be appropriate? Oh, totally appropriate. And if you wanted to one up uh, the college football folks, you could, you know, make it 153, right? Because of that college game in Wakessa, uh, Wisconsin. I mean, how the heck did it get all the way out there? Is an interesting question in of itself. Uh, but that was in 1866. You know few years before this 1869 game you know it wasn't intercollegiate but it was a college soccer game well i'm going to join melvin the meteorologist and tom mccabe the soccer historian and say yes november 6th 1869 on the campus of rutgers against princeton it was the first college soccer match ever played Tom, uh, thanks for clearing things up and uh, providing some background on this. Very interesting, and uh, look forward to uh, continuing this conversation. All right. Thanks for having me again, Glenn. Appreciate it. As far as I know, the NCAA Division I women's soccer season opened last Thursday without any 150th anniversary fanfare. The collegiate men, they'll kick off their campaign on Thursday, August the 29th, or a day before the reenactment of the event on November 6th, 1869 at Rutgers. Was it a football game or a soccer game? That'll do it for On Frame. This is Glenn Crooks.